Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. Our town, their future. Please welcome your host, Aaron Menzel. Welcome to Clear Thinking. Um, today I'm joined by two of the advocates from the Sexual Assault Recovery Program. If you guys want to just introduce yourself, that would be great. Sure. Uh, my name is Christy Schindler. I am with the Green County Sexual Assault Recovery Program. I've been with the program for almost three years. I'm Joan Curtis. I work for the Rock County Sexual Assault Recovery Program as the coordinator, and I will be there almost one year. Thank you for being here, ladies. I really appreciate it. Um, so can you, one of you, <laughs> explain what the Sexual Assault Recovery Program is? Because I'm sure that there's people out there that have never had to have those services. Um, so we're an advocacy program. Uh, we don't work for the county, the government. Um, we're just a nonprofit agency. We help victims and or survivors of sexual assaults in many ways. One-on-one, um, -on -one, uh, psychoeducation, there's forensic interviews with minors, uh, we'll sit with families, um, the state exams or otherwise people known as the rape kits, a lot of emotional support. Um, we do some prevention work within the community, such as going to the schools and talking about various topics. We do a lot. Yeah, it's probably easier to say what we don't do than <laughs> what we do do. <laughs> Right. We also help victims with resources, um, with housing, uh, finding jobs, helping them with the criminal justice system. Um, if they need a restraining order against the person that has assaulted them, we help them with that process and go to the court and just give emotional support while they're th going through the court proceedings, just to have that actual support of actually having someone in the courtroom on their corner um, when they're talking about this. Um, we'll help them fill out their victim witness statement about what happened to them. Um, and like Christy said, with the SANE exams, uh, we are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year, to respond to anybody within our residing counties of anybody that gets sexual assaulted. And what that is, we respond to uh, the emergency room and just give emotional support to them or their families, depending on what the victim wants. Um, if the victim wants us in the exam room while they're going through um, that process, we can do that. Or if they'd rather decline and have us wait, um, we can sit with the family um, and just really be there for the emotional support because what has happened to them is is one of the worst things that's ever happened to them in their lives, and it's right. very traumatic. And to have somebody that just sits there and comforts with them and sometimes you just sit there in silence with them, but just knowing that they have somebody that is with them, showing them compassion, and you're not alone in this, and you didn't deserve this, right. um, really helps them get through that process. So how does uh, the victim get in contact with you, or how do you become their advocate? Uh, for the SANE exams, we they will come into the emergency room and we'll either get a plea, uh, they will call our hotline crisis line, and whoever's on call will get that call, and then they will respond. Um, or we get a call from other agencies, schools, police departments, and we'll respond in that matter. Or um, if they've been sexually assaulted, like with the Me Too program, mm -hmm. that's aware of the, all the awareness that's happening. We've had some people cold call our agency because even though that's happened 10, 15 years ago, they're suddenly triggered about it mm -hmm. um, because it's so much in the um, in the society and. Um, it's really bringing up some things for them, and a lot of them have never even talked about it. Wow. 
So with the Me Too movement, have you seen an increase in like self... Um, self-report? Yeah, self-report. Mm-hmm. Like even like recent um, incidents... I know I believe in our county I felt like we thought we were going to and we we didn't at first and then it kind of Mm -hmm. it kind of has okay Mm -hmm. interesting I was just curious about that part of it um and kind of along those lines the victims of sexual assault are kind of portrayed in media and movies and tv in a certain way can you kind of explain why that stereotype is harmful because anyone can be a victim of sex assault and it's always portrayed as a certain demographic is a victim. Yeah, there is a lot of stigma, a lot of victim blaming, a lot of, well, what were you wearing that night or what were you doing that night? In the end, it doesn't matter. Wrong's wrong. Right. We don't ask people walking down the street when they're mugged, what were they wearing? Right, right. Um, so why would we do the same with a, a victim that was sexually assaulted? Yeah. It does impact them because... Well, A, that could prevent them from even reporting. Right. They're their own worst um, critic anyways. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of self-blame on themselves, so right. having society blame them also can really be crucial. It impacts their mental health in a big way. Just helping them through that process that no matter what they were wearing, what they were drinking, where they were, they still were violated. Right. They st- their rights and control were taken away. They did not give consent for this to happen to them. And that is a huge process for them to help with the shame and guilt of, I shouldn't have done that if I wouldn't have had that drink. Right. You know, this isn't on you. It's on them. They shouldn't have assaulted you. They shouldn't have taken advantage of you right. because you did have that drink. And is that a big part of your guys' prevention efforts is to kind of change that conversation to the victim is not to blame. This is an issue with that person violating another person. Mm -hmm. Is that that kind of what you guys do along the lines of prevention? Yeah, that and trying to um, have that topic and conversation of consent. Um, especially with the younger populations. Mm-hmm. What does consent look like? Because sometimes it can be a gray area and the fact that, well, they don't even know that's not consent. It doesn't have to be a straight-out no. Right. It's it's the body language. It's, well, you know, maybe you gave consent at first, but then, okay, now no. Right. Um, it's pushing the arm away, and a lot of times people don't think of that. Right. It's not being consent. I feel like when we go into prevention um, and education into the schools, we talk so much about safe sex that sometimes we don't put the part of consent into that. And that right. really needs to be embedded in to us going in and talking to our youth about what safe sex is, what healthy sex is. And if you don't have consent, it then turns into an unhealthy sex practice and you need to stop. Right, right. And I think another another piece I think you guys also deal with is like sexting correct in that mm-hmm. the victims of that as well I don't think that our youth are really aware that when you're sending out pictures of someone that's also creating a victim mm-hmm. without them being aware do you guys talk to the youth about that as well oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably a conversation almost every single time if yeah. I have a youth in front of me even if it's not a conversation I am intending to start it comes up okay. some way, shape, or form, um, and they don't. They 
they don't realize the consequences for themselves, for others. They don't realize that it's not just staying with that one person. It can get out in multitude of ways. Right. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of educating around social media practices. So another kind of hot topic along with sexting, I think, is um, human trafficking. Well, I think a lot of people, they when they hear the word sex trafficking, they think about the movie Taken. Oh, yeah. Um, and in our area, that that's not what sex trafficking looks like. Um, it's in our communities. Um, I stress that it is not um, gender-defined. The trafficker can be male or female. The, the victim can be male or female. Right. It's an equal opportunity crime um, that hits any demographic. It does really hit more on the vulnerable population of you know the young, the homeless, the mental ill, if they have um, alcohol and drug issues, uh, one parent um, topic, but it, it, it can hit great families that have right. the wonderful support, that have all the money in the world. It just comes down to self-esteem, a vulnerability, and just wanting to have that connection with someone, and that's how the trafficker gets in. Okay, They see the vulnerability mm-hmm. in the individual, and they know that that is an easy target. So there's still like a grooming process, yes. mm-hmm. just like any other mm-hmm. um, assault kind of mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and how they pick their victims is who is the most vulnerable. If a, tra- if a trafficker is in a, pu- in a public place going to be picking out their victim, they won't approach the one that gives them eye contact. Because they know they're not going to be able to mold and shape and use their vulnerability to their advantage. They're going to look at the wallflower type, the one that stays in the back, that will not give any eye contact. And when you mention social media, that is a huge target for the human traffickers. Uh, Especially when it comes to our youth of, I hate my mom, or this sucks. And they they dive in, like, Mm. I'll take care of you. I'll love you. You'll never have to have your parent talk to you or behave to you in that way. Um, so it just really is, they hit all angles of our population, um, and it's just not our youth. It, right. it is our younger younger adolescents that are having problems with their mental health and their alcohol and drug, that that is how they get into being trafficked. So they can be trafficked not just for sex, right? They correct. can be trafficked for labor, mm-hmm. they can be tra- trafficked for like drug trafficking, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not just a sexual thing, no. it can be anything. Right. Um, and parents can traffic kids for drugs, oh, yeah. correct? And, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's so important for our community to be aware of what human trafficking looks like, what the signs look like um, in our schools, because if they are being trafficked by their families, that child has no way out if right. they don't have another adult support system within that they feel safe enough to say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being trafficked." They don't even know what it is. Right. We've had victims as young as three, four that they they don't know that they're being trafficked because that's all they know. Right. So the signs are for human trafficking. Victims are isolation. Um, for schools, if they're not showing up to school. Um, coming with high-end ba- uh, designer bags, nails done, hair done, um, another cell phone because their trafficker mm-hmm. will give them their own cell phone so they can track them. Um, another sign is bruises um, or ill health. Uh, for the medical part of side of it, if they come in with a lot of STDs, um, there's a sign of that, that they may be having multiple partners and to kind of ask the questions. Um, we also have seen where the trafficker has tattooed the victim so they mm. know what 
what's stable, that is what the life of it is, and how what traffic area they belong to. So they'll have a, a, a tattoo underneath their lip or in between their fingers or behind their ears huh. and symbolizing that that is. So for the mental health, or the health department like a nurse if like what does that tattoo mean to you and if they can't describe it or understand most people when they get a tattoo they have an idea of what they want where they got it and a meaning and if your victim can't give that to you then there's there's another sign to be looking for interesting and it's good to know where they put them like a place that can be kind of hidden but yet Mm -hmm. you know seen at the same time interesting Mm -hmm. What can a community members do if they think that someone is being trafficked and yet kind of keep them safe at the same time the victim? Um, <clears throat> I mean, you can call your local law enforcement. Right. Um, there's 1-800 numbers you can call. You know, I would probably go with the local law enforcement yeah. first and then because they would know right. from there. How mm-hmm. how prevalent is this in the Green and Rock County areas? We are seeing a lot of it in Rock County. Um, the Sexual Assault Recovery Program has been working wonderfully with law enforcement um, for us to respond and to be part of that to help the victims. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it is in our area. Wisconsin is usually toggle back between number three and number five of being the highest Mm -hmm. reported numbers of victims of human trafficking. That's a big key reported. Reported, yeah. So we know there's a lot more, a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, That's scary. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that we were that high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess the the Dells is probably a big factor. And we we have a huge with the the highway system. Right. And being so close to Rockford and Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, that it's just very prevalent so yeah you know getting out there and um letting our you know our truck drivers with the new i believe they're trying to change the new cdl law that if you own a cdl you have to go to human trafficking and have some kind of awareness because you're in they're on the road they're on the highways they're in the truck stops they're at the hotels and this is where trafficking is happening so they could be really the eyes out there so I do believe that we're making a little bit of headway right. to get more awareness out, but we need mm-hmm. a lot more, mm-hmm. and we need a lot of education about that this is not prostitution. This right. is trafficking. Right. They are being different. forced to do things that they don't want to do, and with our youth, they're not they're not able to give consent. Right, right. That's mm-hmm. a big thing, too, all across the board with our youth is they are unable to consent to really anything right. <laughs> legally. Right. Um, what can what can our audience do to help support your guys' efforts and not just human trafficking like we've been talking about, but advocacy and helping the victims of these crimes? You know, get the word out that we exist if they know we exist. Um, refer people if you know someone. Volunteer. Right. Yeah. They can come volunteer, answer our crisis line. They can mm-hmm. be involved with going to the SANE exams. Um, there's just a lot of areas that they can help, but the big one is just spreading the word. Yeah. There's a lot of, when I started this agency, a lot of people didn't even, unfortunately, know that there is such an agency. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can anyone become an advocate, or is that something that um, takes a lot of training and you have to have a certain education background, or...? There, uh, there's, um, well, it depends on okay. how you're coming. If you're coming as a volunteer or as an advocate, right. there are different criteria. Okay. A volunteer, there is, I mean, they both have a training process, but right. there is a, a training process. 
Um, roughly, we say 16 hours, but it varies. Right. Um, it's pretty extensive. But we're also, with volunteers, a little flexible. If you're not comfortable with something, we're not going to force you to do it. Right. As an advocate, there's criteria and, and again, some training. But we have ongoing training. Okay. Even, like, I've been here almost three years. I'm still going to all sorts of trainings. Right. Because um, things change, laws change, to learn more about other populations and protocol and all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways that people can can help out with you guys. And and you also have support groups as well, right, for victims Mm -hmm. if they want to join? Are there support groups in Rock and Greene County? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And are those on your Facebook page or websites? We do. Like for Greene County, we do um, advertise on Facebook. Um, But we do ask that they they contact us because we don't provide the location okay for safety yeah, purposes that makes sense. Yeah. um and then we do like to meet one-on-one with them just okay. to get a sense um right. where they're at mm-hmm. and um, the support group is really if that's really what's right. going to help them and fit their needs um we assess that and see if maybe more individual counseling and we can refer to the counseling department um within our agency so they can have more one-on-one right um, so that's just meet them where they're at. Like Christy said, is really, really important. Right. Um, and just giving them that, that compassion and that understanding and emotional support that they need to help figure out what they really do need. They right. might be walking in and, and, and not know exactly what they need. And we can help um, build awareness about what we can provide, how we can help them. And long term, it, right. it doesn't mean you come in once and we come to your SANE exam and we never see you again. And they have the right to tell us, I don't want to see you anymore or I want to continue and have that emotional support and, and get that extra help that I need. How long is the average victim part of like the case? Is it like a year, six months? It just kind of it's depends case on case by case, yeah. depending mm-hmm. on each individual of what they need, mm-hmm. um, what what the assault looks like for them, what they have for support. Um, If they have great family support, friends support, they may just need us there for that saying and just helping them through the court process. And then from there, they handle it on their own. I know we have one advocate that, um, that works with clients for years just because they've built they need that extra support. Right, and they have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it depends because we do help secondary victims as well. Oh, so like okay. the family right. or support system, um, sometimes that doesn't last as long because they're just needing guidance on how to help right. their loved one. Um, so we do we do offer that. So we also have a support group in Greene County anyways for secondary victims. Okay. So kind of like a wraparound mm-hmm. approach to supporting even the people who are being Because mm-hmm. they're impacted, too. Right. <laughs> in yeah. different ways, but yeah. they're impacted. Yeah. We also, um, in Rock County, we also go into Rock County Jail. Okay. And help victims that have been assaulted um, while they're in the process there in jail and just provide emotional support through the jail system um, and help them with resources once they do get released back into society. Um, so we do do that, too, with human trafficking victims as well as sexual assault victims. That's great. And I'll note on that that when we do go into the jail to work with the human trafficking victims, they are not in jail because they were hum- they were a victim of human trafficking. When a big thing with the, the support that we've been getting from the police department is they want to recover. 
these individuals. They don't want to arrest them. They want to help them and get them out of the life. So we really want to spread the word that if they're feeling like they're being trafficked, don't be afraid of the police officer. They will will get a touch of one of our advocates, and we will come in and help and get them recovered. Um, Unfortunately, though, when a a victim is um, involved in human trafficking, a lot of the control comes down to drugs. Mm. Even if they didn't have an alcohol or drug problem when they became trafficked, most of them will have a drug problem in during that process, in the grooming process, because right. it's the control process. So with that groom, we kind of touched on it, and I'll touch on it again, just with you know the the court system, with the court system, and with them being incarcerated, um, and what that looks like. So in the grooming process, the you know they come in and. And, you know, I'm going to do all these things for you and do all these things for you. And it's it's kind of like a honeymoon phase. Right. Of, I'm here to take care of you. And then all of a sudden, it's, I've done all these things for you, and now you need to do this for me. Mm-hmm. And that can be very scary for the victim of having to do things that are unspeakable to a lot of human beings right. and being forced and knowing that if they do not, they're going to get beat up. They're going to get hurt. They're going to be threatened. Their family's going to be threatened. They fear for their safety. They feel for their lives. Right. So they apply and they do what they need to be done. And so unfortunately, a lot of that comes down to being controlled by abuse, substance abuse. Um and there's where the problem lies. So are they taking the drugs to cope with what's happening with them, or are they being forced to take the drugs? It can happen both Either. ways. Okay, okay. And then they become dependent on right. it, and that's what they get. Okay. The human trafficker, the perpetrator, they will withhold the drug. And oh. once they're addicted, they need that net to right. fix. So you go do this so-called trick, that's right. what you know, to... Um, and then you're going to get your fix. Wow. So when we go in and the police go into a human trafficking situation and anything to do with drugs in their systems are on them, they then are arrested. Right. Because that's what's illegal. Right. Not the trafficking. The drugs in their system or on them is what's illegal. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're being manipulated by the drug use. Mm-hmm. And we have a huge epidemic in this in this county anyway, with the drug, mm-hmm. and you add you know that part on, you add the homeless on, you add the mental illness on, you know it just it's vulnerability. Right. Yeah, it's a perfect storm for them to be trafficked mm-hmm. by someone or mm-hmm. manipulated. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I I didn't know that part of it that they use the drugs to manipulate them to do the things that they want them to do. It comes down to power and control. Kind of like in the domestic violence, we have that power and control wheel. It is similar to that with human trafficking, manipulation, threat. Mm -hmm. Right, and then the honeymoon phase, Mm -hmm. so it probably goes in a circle continuously. And if you don't, you know, sometimes they have taken pictures or videos of the victim performing the act, and that's how they keep them embedded. That I'm going to show this to your family, I'm going to show this to Mm -hmm. your church. Right. Or they take pictures of their loved ones and threaten them that if you don't do this, I'm going to harm your parents or your siblings. Wow. That's a really scary situation altogether, but to think of a youth or someone being in that situation is really Mm -hmm. devastating. And the more that we get the word out, the more that we can help. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for all the great information. I think that it's vital that our community members know that this is a real thing that's happening and it doesn't look necessarily like 
what they assume it to be or what mm -hmm. the media or movies or TV portray it to be. Mm -hmm. so there's a big difference between that and reality. Um, thanks again. Well, thank um, you for having us. You're welcome. Um, and thanks to you listeners. Um, if you want more information on Better Broadhead and our upcoming events, check out betterbroadhead.org or find us on Facebook at Better Broadhead Healthy Community. We also have monthly meetings the third Tuesday of the month at 5 p.m. at 405 East 9th Avenue. Thank you for listening to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. For information of upcoming events and meetings, please visit our website at betterbroadhead.org and be sure to subscribe to our email list.